The following episode was recorded live on YouTube. Check out our website at messagecenter.show for all of our episodes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the 365 Message Center Show. Although some people might say that message differently. Um, Come on. It's a joke uh, for Daryl there. Uh, this is episode 229, and we are back. We took, we're, we're here, and we're going to rock your world with some amazing messages <laughs> in Microsoft yeah. 365. Yeah. Admins unite. Rock on. Should we do a um, stage dive? <laughs> yeah, no, we should not. No. You can. I will film it. Never works with virtual audiences. I don't know why they don't catch you. Yeah. So, um, so everyone, uh, we hope you are having a great week so far. Uh, it is February 14th for us in the U.S. and various parts of the world. Uh, for some, it's the 15th. But uh, happy Valentine's Day for those that uh, recognize that as a, some sort of holiday or something. Um, hope you are Get my pink on, shouldn't a great I? Great day. You should have um, pinkles on, Daniel, because it's it's. I have. Let's I have go red with. Uh, Did you not even pay no, attention? I feel like you weren't paying attention to me. Oh well. So, um, everyone, make sure that you give us a thumbs up, and if you're watching on YouTube, uh, we'd love to uh, see that so others can see it. It helps others find the show. Give us a like. Give us a, a follow. Subscribe. And for those in YouTube, make sure you click that bell. Uh, this time, you're going to do it with your hip. Because uh, your hips don't lie, uh, you're going to <laughs> nudge you with your no. hips, um, Shakira, and you're going to uh, hit that bell so you get a reminder of when we go live. All right. I'm Daniel. sorry I mentioned it now. Daryl's dancing. I'm sorry I mentioned that now. Yeah, and you dropped that one on me. I wasn't expecting that bad of a punt, but. Whoa. Whoa. So, uh, everyone did not come to hear us, you know, talk and babble along. About no, no, and we've got a lot so to get through. We do. So, let's jump right in, if we may. We may. Uh, the first one is Forms Distribution and Email Notification Feature, MC320691. And this one is about Microsoft Forms. So those that are in Microsoft 365, I hope you've discovered this service. It's fantastic. We've talked about it on the show many times. Microsoft Forms is awesome. Well, now Microsoft Forms is going to give you the capability to send, to share your form via email to your users and to a distribution list in your organization. But that doesn't stop there. So you're going to have this capability. It's coming mid-March. Um, expected to be rolling out by mid-April, but that's not all. Doo -doo -doo. Uh, so you're going to be able to send, share the form via email rather than having to take the link and email it or whatever. But uh, it's also going to periodically send you an email saying, here are your numbers for your form. The hmm. Numbers of, of people filled it out. As well as on that email, there's going to be a button to send reminder email to those people that you sent the email to. So being able to uh, remind, give a little uh, push to those people to say, hey, you need to fill out the form. Um, now, 
the only kind of weird thing here, or not weird thing, I just don't know how this will work, Daryl, is with a distribution list. You know, is this going to, how's it know who has filled it in and who hasn't? Is mm. it just going to send an email to everybody or just to the people who didn't fill it in? But if it's a distribution list, how in the world would it know? I just don't know. But um, but anyway, uh, you like this? Well, and anything that's uh, helping you to monitor and drive responses to the form is good. Uh, that's um, that's really what we're trying to do, trying to get some information. Um, yeah, like like your distribution lists. I mean, maybe it'll extrapolate who's in there and you know, we can wish. make a record of that. <laughs> we can wish that it would do that. Yes. Yeah. Good feature, though. Indeed. So uh, I'd like for – it's just a quick mention, really. Um, it's a cool feature. I think a lot of people are going to use it. Hmm. Um, so – Give it a try when it rolls out to your tenant. I'm really interested in this next um, message that you're going to be covering how we can use tags better in our yeah. organization and teams. Well, it, it's an updated updating message. So it feels like we've had it before. In fact, yes, it was, well, it was published on the 1st of February, then updated on the 1st of February. Yeah. <clears throat> so when they say updated, they mean that they published it the same day they realized they needed to put some more detail in it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's updating default tenant level tag management settings, MC320163. Tags, tags in Microsoft Teams, tags that help you to manage conversations in, uh, I guess, a more controlled manner with, um, with people that you want to have conversations with. All right. Uh, I think tags are quite useful, Daniel, for um, bringing groups of people together who might be subject matter experts or need to be communicated to and with, uh, without relying on them having to follow or show a channel. You know, that action where that's the way that you get a notification for the team. Uh, so tags are great for that. But uh, till this point, they are the domain of the owner of the team. Only owners could create and manage the membership of tags and in those large teams large projects large business units where you might be using tags for grouping people together and communicating with them uh, maybe the owner's not the best person to be managing that uh, it could be that you need members themselves of the team to manage membership and so that's what that's what this update is about and it really does like it suggests here simplifies the the tag permissions model maybe um, so one one take on this is uh, we could have a, a tag for subject matter experts for the message center mm -hmm. uh, or, or let's just say change management and uh, someone joins the team needs to be able to be part of that tag group great they can they can add themselves to that tag that's a cool culture to develop could be misused you know people could maybe take themselves out of a group when they don't want those notifications. And the assumption had been made that actually we thought you were getting these messages and notifications. It seems you're not in there anymore. Um, any good thoughts here from the people in the audience? There we go. We've got some thoughts here. Tags are great for those larger teams when you have sub teams. Mm -hmm. That's right. They feel like sub teams, Phil. And quite good that you can 
mention them also in a chat so it doesn't have to be a conversation in the team you can start a side conversation that doesn't have to be part of the team yeah um, I, I feel like it is a great innovation here for teams for mm. multi, for working groups uh <laughs> to be able to do this you do point out hey if i can remove myself then yes if some people have they don't want all these emails or they don't want all these pings they don't want all these notifications in their activity and so they may remove themselves but they're going to remove themselves from important information that mm. really they're responsible for knowing so don't do that you go back and watch our episode where we talk about how you can manage your activity and mute those types of of notifications if you want um but at least you'll be able to see it in your team um but uh yeah i, I think uh, for the most part this is a great a great uh, update so that'll be the default behavior going forward from, mm -hmm. where's that change happening? Rolling out late February, so that'll be soonish. That'll be the default behavior. Of course, it won't change if you've deliberately chosen something for an existing team. But new teams will allow members to create and manage membership of tax. If you don't want that kind of permission for members, you'll still have uh, a way to switch that just back to team owners. Next message. I don't have next a message. segue. <laughs> the next <laughs> message is Teams app setup policy group assignment. MC320692. This is a another kind of quick mention, but uh, for those administrators or those that are managing apps and roll out in an organization, um, even maintain, it's not just the rollout, but this is a great... Uh, next step for that. So when you're setting up an app in Teams to be pre-installed, pinned to the app bar uh, in Teams, you're now going to be able to assign it to a group. So being able to say this group, this whether it's a security group that defines a city or a distribution list that defines a working team or whatever it is, you're going to be able to use that group to pre-pin those apps for them in Teams. And so this is rolling out mid-February, so now-ish, and completed by late February. This is something that I have ex myself have experienced with organizations wanting and desiring, not having to input individuals. So being able to use groups, I think, is worthy of a, a bit of an applause. Oh, yeah. So definitely looking forward to it. Right, Daryl? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so much better than having just a small group of a list of people that you have to manage. It, it made it feel like we could only run a pilot with a policy and then, okay, now it's ready for prime time. Let's release it to everyone. Right. Um, this, Yeah, I think we were talking yesterday as planning the show scenarios around role-based uh, where you might be um, in HR and so here's the policy for the apps that are relevant to you and um, location-based where you might have something that you want to publish to people at a certain location that appears in the app rail. Um, so yeah, really good to see this. Really good. For sure. And so next up, I think we, we had a to-do about a final reminder, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if if uh, if you're keeping attention on what happens with Microsoft to do, and you have set yourself a to do, to update to do, 
but if you haven't, you ought to, then, <laughs> okay. Um, a bit too much, too much. It is a bit too much. We're going, we're going too deep here. Uh, but to do is having a change at the uh, back end services um, and MC321238 databases and various things are changing and upgrading and to make sure that you are still syncing your your latest to-dos and updates. Make sure that you update the to-do app across all your devices. If you don't, then after the 15th of February, then any new to-dos that you might add on your devices won't sync. Um, yeah. So just do it now. The, the update's available now. Yeah, go ahead and do it now. And if for some reason, maybe are, if you're on your device offloading apps, meaning if you haven't used them while, it could offload those apps. They don't update automatically. Uh, it's just a pointer. So mm. if maybe you have to-do install, but it's been offloaded, go ahead and uh, download it again and make sure you then go update the app in your app store so that you get the latest so you can sync everything. That's a really good point, Daniel. I think that was your case, wasn't it? You hadn't used it much. Yeah, not on one device. So I went and looked at it and I'm like, oh, wow, it's... It's not there, so I need to definitely um, download it and, and update it. So, so you need yeah. to be 2.6 or higher. Um, mm -hmm. I have my app set to just update automatically, mm -hmm. and mine's gone to 2.6, So yeah. Again, look for though, that. It, if, you, if it's offloaded, then even if you have your app set to update, it oh. will update that app. So right. It actually has to be on the device. This was my point. So. Yep. And well, actually, in bringing it back down onto the device, will that bring down the latest version? No. No? Offloading no, keeps actually, the same version. It does, huh. um, interestingly enough. Yeah. Uh, because when I when I did that, it installed it, and then I went to the App Store and said refresh, and it already, there was the update. So, yep. There you go. Okay. Uh, okay. I can't say anything fancy about this, Daniel. I figured as much. Microsoft Office default change. Blocking VBA macros and files from the internet, MC322553. This is uh, a security change that Microsoft is making. Uh, that will be rolling out in version 2203 of Office um, around early April. So what this will do is any file that you download, whether that's Word, Excel, um, from the internet, it's going to block VBA macros. And um, just know that this is from the internet, not from your local network or anything. So you know if you're using VBA macros, then <coughs> it should not be affected. Um, however, I would say maybe moving away from those macros would be in your best interest in the future. Um, you know, there's, there's ways of doing this with um, the automation tools we have, but, um, but anyway, so this is happening uh, pretty soon. Uh, just make sure that if you're downloading any sort of file as part of your work process from a, a website, from the internet, then it will block those VBA macros if, if that's what you're doing. So if you have a partner or something you're working with. So hmm. um, simple enough, although it could be kind of complicated, but kind of a simple update. Yeah, so. an important one. <coughs> yes. 
let's i, I don't want to yammer about it so let's let's move on this is a funny thing about yammer as a product name isn't it it actually means to whine and complain it's self-fulfilling for some i guess but Yammer Communities, expiring auto renewal, MC324202. Uh, we have the ability to uh, close down groups, Office 365 groups, teams, anything uh, related in that nature. But Yammer didn't fall into that category until this, uh, this message, this update. Uh, and the good thing about this is that the auto renewal can be triggered off by just one user coming into the community reading a message uh, that's that shows activity like it's it's in the same pattern as all the other office 365 group related auto renewals and uh, so this is it's a simple message but it's just uh, dealing with that expiration policy and that if if you want it to auto renew because someone starts to use it again that's what it will be looking for uh, that is available now available now yeah. so go to all your old yammer communities that you miss and you reminisce and you, you say oh that was just those were the days when you used to have great chats in here i just want to go in and because it's valentine's day i just want to go in and just show some love to some of those old conversations yes i remember that oh i've auto renewed the group the community there you go <laughs> next message <laughs> let's stay with yammer yammer administrator role in azure active directory MC324459. This is all about bringing the administration into kind of that same level, same way we do administration for other services. So beginning, they'll be rolling out late June all the way through early October. So they're going to take a while. Uh, you'll see a new role in Microsoft 365 administration as a Yammer administrator. Mm. And you'll be able to grant that along with, you know, other types of roles um, that you have. So simple enough here, um, but know that that's changing and you're going to be able to assign it, which I think is good. Bring in parity with other services so that mm. you can uh, administrator, administrate those people in the same way. So it was managed from within Yammer beforehand, right. but now you can manage that role where everyone else has roles all right um so Good. another another update you know bringing yammer along um, yep with with the management features so um you know staying what? with uh, yammer yeah i haven't gotten enough yammer so let's stay with <laughs> all right admin enhancements for the new yammer let's read closer <laughs> mc324460 admin enhancements uh, admins can enable the new Yammer experience for all users while being pro being provided an opt-out option solely for admins. <laughs> what does that mean to you, Daniel? What I hear here is, uh, as an admin, I'd like to be able to make sure that that new experience is available for everyone, but I, I don't, I want to go classic. Uh, again, let's keep it into the reminiscing and um, Valentine's. I, I reminisce of the... Of the debt? No, of course it's not. <laughs> no, apparently it's it's that sometimes uh, you do have communities and various features that are still running on Classic. That as an admin, you might need to stay in that mode to be able to to manage and see those things. So that's that's the purpose. Uh, but for everyone else, you have that ability to offer the the new experience. So short update, 
um, yep. meet the new Yammer is the welcome that you'll see if you if you have that switched on. But as an admin, if you need to stay classic, you're a classic admin, then... Well, I think, I really think, it, you know, administrators, it's difficult when you switch to a new experience, mm. whether it's a UI or new technology, when users come back and say, I used to be able to do whatever, or where is the thing? Um, yep. And being able to switch back to classic and go... Was that really there? <laughs> yeah. Saying and go back and go, oh, it is there. So maybe it's not in the new experience yet, or maybe I need to help them find where it is. Mm. So uh, I think that it makes sense. Uh, it'll probably be around for a little while. To, you know, they'll probably turn it off eventually, of course, uh, mm. when they dump classic, whenever that will be. But um, yeah, it, it could be helpful. I'm sure some admins are thinking, thank goodness, because I get those comments all the time right so hopefully this will help yeah I, I administer a whole lot of things i can't remember what was in classic let me go back and check yeah uh oh we can get out of yammer now sure yeah okay well you, you take this one on uh, announcing okay. something with something nice announcing yeah. public preview of tenant level analytics for power automate Parentheses cloud flows close parentheses MC three two six nine one one. This is rolling out. Public preview will be mid February, so nowish, and will be completed by late February, and then they will make another announcement for, or they'll update this post with information about general availability. So this is all about the public preview. So um, you can, uh, it'll be turned off by default. So you can uh, follow the link in the update to tell you uh, that tells you how to turn it on. What is it, Daniel? What is it, Daniel? Um, what is this thing? So this is what it says: tenant level analytics for those flows. So you can create reports that you'll be able to filter down and and discover um, the environments where uh, you have flows running. Uh, you can see, you know, flows that are not running at all, maybe haven't been used in a while, um, maybe orphaned ones, and be able to really get uh, an idea on uh, things like premium connectors, right? Which one of our flows are using premium connectors? So we can see that kind of information. And really, um, I feel like this is helping us um, really take hold of the environment and understand what's happening across the environment in an easier way. Hmm. Um, and the, uh, yeah, so um, Phil is making a comment that, you know, this part of the center of excellence that was there, uh, that was a kind of a gap fill. So ha I'm happy to, to see it uh, finally coming in. And, uh, you know, for those that are administrating um, Power Automate, I think this is a great thing. Yes, it's you know something that maybe should have been there for a while, but but it's here now. So hmm. again, do you though, have to pay for failed? This, yeah, yeah. Turn off, buddy. Just a question on that: Do you have to pay for failed runs? Like errors? Hmm. Um, I don't think so. Okay, that's just interesting it, to see those kind well, of stats. I would think if it failed during the flow, 
then mm. yes. But if it failed okay. at the very kickoff, you know, it just something was major wrong, then no. But um, I may be completely wrong. So please do not call Microsoft and say, Daniel said. Daniel said we don't have to pay for our failed runs. We've got this great report now to get a refund. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's so not think, what we're saying. <laughs> well, I mean, like if you have multi-steps, it's already kicked off. So you, yeah. you're going to have to pay for the flow and something happens in the middle, then yeah, you're going to have to pay for it. Um, you have to pay for when one is kicked off when there's a trigger, right? Right. Something is triggered to make it happen. Phil says yes. Phil says well, yes, then, you do have to then pay. Then we know it's true. Phil knows. Thank for you, Phil. Sure. Yes. Um, so let's move right along because I would like to talk about the experience about giving feedback. Mm. Mm. Yes. Updated feedback experience in the message center posts. We have two messages today about message center improvements. MC32461. We leave feedback occasionally, Daniel. We we like do a thumbs up or a thumbs down and um, send a, a comment because we know, we know that the product group managing the message center read those pieces of feedback and they action Indeed. them. And uh, what they would like to know as you leave that feedback is what kind of category does this fall into? So let's have a look at some of them. Thanks, we've captured your feedback. How would you describe this message? Select all that apply. This message helps me prepare for the change. Does it? I mean, if it arrived the same day or maybe after the update, that's when you might tick that one or not. Um, this change isn't relevant to my org. I mean, I don't use that service. I don't have an E5. Why? Yeah. It feels like actually as we're reading through these now, it should be the opposites. This maybe. message doesn't help me prepare for change. This change. Well, okay, maybe isn't this is for you if you did the thumbs up. Or something. Okay. I mean, okay. You know, True. Just, just know that, um, yeah, they're going to give you those those options to kind of give more. Yeah. I, you can imagine people writing stuff in that box, right? Of yeah. thumbs down, blah 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 blah. This will help, hopefully, if you pick the right one, categorize those that feedback a little bit so they can mm. put it in buckets and then address them accordingly. Like choosing a um, queue in an IVR system when you call up. Choose one for credit, choose two for new accounts. Choose yes, three for the rollout timeline doesn't help me plan because you told me about this message two days before it actually press, press 14 if you want to speak to a real person. Oh, you pressed one, routing you to. Anyway. <laughs> Say, uh, voice triggered ones. Yes. <laughs> um, real person. Real, real person. I'm sorry, did you say? <laughs> anyway. Cancel my account. Yeah. That's right. Cancel my <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> you you got right. another message center update for us, I think. Uh, no. No, we, we skipped that. <laughs> All right, then. I have Do this one. one. Yes, this one is manage apps using the new apps site. Parenthes I have some parentheses. This is nice. Uh, messages this week. Parentheses, SharePoint Online close parentheses mc329484 this is really just a modernization of the app catalog if you're familiar you've been in sharepoint land for a while as an administrator or a, an app deployment specialist then you know what the app catalog is most end users do not uh, really 
the app catalog is the place where administrators can set up uh, applications to be able to be deployed across SharePoint or specific sites in SharePoint. Uh, it is also where they can approve where uh, users have gone in and they want to purchase apps through you know, the SharePoint app store. So this is really a modernization of that. So targeted release beginning to roll out late February um, and then completed by early March. Standard release mid-March through mid-April. And uh, if you don't have one already, maybe you haven't had any apps or um, you're just new to Microsoft 365 and SharePoint Online, then what they're gonna do is automatically, before you had to manually create this, automatically if you go to apps, if you don't have one already, they're gonna create this new site for you that will be this new apps site. And really, again, it's, it's a modernization. So you'll be able to um, manage it, um, same kind of functionality that we've had before, but uh, I would say also look for some new features and some um, fancier features uh, coming uh, our way. So all this moving away from classic. Yep. I, I just, you know. Yeah. Well, and sad. this also gives us that. Um, I think it brings us to a point where we can manage those um, SPFX solutions. Because mm. if you remember, there's kind of this uh, Teams and SharePoint are our special friends and they um, have been friends since childhood and they ha know each other's secrets all right everything but how's this uh, relate to SPFX? <laughs> well because we are getting this kind of marrying where we uh, have templates that are gonna you know we're gonna have these ability to roll out teams and SharePoint using those connected templates we've talked about on the show but also being able to have apps that uh, we can deploy to SharePoint and Teams. So mm. this is really um, giving us more capabilities. We're going to get that with this app site as we move down the road as well. So right. uh, it's not just a make it look better kind of right. update. Right. All right. So we have, and we're on the home stretch here, the da -da -da. Message Center email notifications yeah 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 um yeah so this one this one is is about um all the emails that you get about these updates these major updates uh, they do like to make sure that admins and people with the message center role do get told about these updates and in message mc329435 uh, you can have a bit more control over the default behavior of whether you receive those messages or not in email. Some admins get a lot of email. <laughs> That's an understatement. Uh, and maybe they don't want these uh, major update messages coming in from the message center. Uh, you know, they've been able to opt out manually, uh, but this, this deals with a default behavior. New admin joins, they get a four week trial of what it's like to receive messages from the message center telling them when things are arriving and if they want to continue receiving messages they'll need to go in opt in to uh, yeah keep them flowing if not then it will stop it won't change your behavior if you have customized how you would like to see receive those messages already uh, or if you have accepted the defaults 
it's kind of not clear this part, Daniel, but I think it, it may switch over to um, this four week trial and then turn it off. That's yeah, it's for sure. If it says if any admins have not customized their preferences or take action, which is go in and say, yes, I want to receive these mm. by April 1st, then uh, you will not continue to receive the notifications. So a little preview there of of that uh, preferences that you can set. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have to receive everything. Maybe you're, you're just responsible for a certain suite of products uh, within the portfolio of your program of M365, basic mobility and security, for example. So mm-hmm. turn everything else off, and uh, that's considered yeah, and th- customized. Well, and I think this update is a lot for organizations as well that have already have a process you know, mm. to handle messages, maybe you're syncing it to Planner or whatever, yep. and you uh, or taking messages and throwing them in Teams, you know, to get those updates, and they don't want to also receive the emails. So if that's the yep. case, then then this they're going to automatically do this for you. We have yeah. one more. It's a last. Whoa, hang on, this just arrived. We'll leave that till next week. Yes, Stream we in player help experience. Next week, people. Make next sure week, okay. Next week, hip. next week. Um, but just that last one uh, was just, you know, we mentioned that there wasn't a message for this one a couple of weeks back, chat density. We saw it come through as a blog post and a tweet. And, um, yeah, there's the message. Going into a bit more detail about changing the density of your chat. How dense is your chat? How dense is your chat? How dense is your chat? That's enough of that. How dense is a chat? All right. We're at time. We definitely and are. Enough at of the bad rhymes. Whew. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but thank you for joining us. Uh, you, you know what to do to, to keep up to date with changes. Um, follow us. Follow everyone else. But follow us. Subscribe. That's follow right. all the 365 MCS places that we, we tweet, we message, mm-hmm. we repost. Uh Tune into that podcast if you really want a double dose helping of, and if you're if you're listening to us via the podcast, then that's cool too. Do we want comments and thumbs up and and all we those sorts of things? Want as well? All of those things. So make sure you do that, uh, people. Thank you for joining us this week. We had a lot to cover, and I think uh, um, managed it. And I hope, yeah, I think we managed it. And I hope that you found uh, great value. Share the podcast. On the socials with your friends, please let us, um, and then let us know what you think. Thank you so much, everyone. All right. Bye-bye.